is wise to the world of danger. One who is new to the stories of old. One who is privy to the mysteries that linger. What will they find on their quest into the cold? some terrible fucking candy today mm-hmm. i was there for it i will typically like get a candy that i see in the store i'm like oh it says sour watermelon on it and it's called yummy bear and i was like oh that sounds good mm-hmm. uh, it's like like three grams of sugar or whatever i'm like oh it's like it's like kind of like healthier it's like no artificial sweeteners is whatever whatever i'm like oh neat okay cool so they're they're sour watermelon flavor i bring it back to my house and i'm chatting with grim on the phone that's me i just like open it up i'm like i got some candy and i just open it up i put my hand in, i'm like oh it's got like powder and stuff but it's not like the malic acid sort of normal stuff that you get on like a sour skittle or whatever it's like powder so i put that in my mouth and then i never rejected a candy so hard so fast in my life because it wasn't like the sour sweet kind of thing it wasn't like it had malic acid and then like sweet sugar to counteract it it had natural sweeteners which are not like as potent as sugar Mm -hmm. so it was just like sour and like my mouth started to salivate and i was like oh Duh. I've never like taken something so fast. I picked up the bag I got it from and I spat it back into the bag. <laughs> and I was like, oh! Because you're like, I know I'm not going to eat the rest of I'm these. I'm not eating another one of these. <laughs> oh my god. And then I was like, as I was on the phone with Grim, I'm just talking about how awful these things are they were so bad it's like a dog that like tries broccoli for the first time and like hates it it's just like Meh. i've never in my life rejected candy so hard and i got up and i threw it in the garbage that's disappointing because like all candy is like good candy except like like because the bad ones are just like the fucking worst like if it's bad it's disgusting i would have eaten licorice over this i've never spat out licorice I don't like it. Yeah, it's but like, like I'll eat it. Like licorice isn't good, but yeah. like it's not as offensive. This was offensive. It just went in there and just had a sad rave in your mouth. A sad rave in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my candy hot take. My candy hot take is that jelly beans are better with the disgusting ones still in there. I think black licorice jelly beans serve a purpose. Well, it humbles you. I would like to say jelly beans are gross. I don't like them. Jelly bellies are better. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like jelly bellies are what jelly beans are supposed to be. Yeah. I don't really like candy. You don't really like candy? I don't really like candy. I don't really eat gummies that much. I'm going to have to break up with you. I didn't realize it would be like this. <laughs> That's fine. But if you put, like, cookies in front of me, I, I've mm. eaten, I will eat chocolate until I puke. I've done it before. Yeah. A couple times. Did it earlier today. I almost did it today, and I'm still eating Pocky for some fucking See, reason. everything I love as an adult, I cannot stand. Yeah. Because mm. I ate too much of it, like, mm. as a kid. Like, I can't do a lot of candy because I hammer-fisted <laughs> so much into my mouth as a child. Yeah. Who's this mysterious voice? I've never yeah. heard this on the podcast before. Who is this mysterious voice? Fuck of oh, I, I sneak in. Uh, Grim. What? It's your turn to do the introduction. Is it? Oh, God. I didn't think of yeah. that. Um, hi, everybody. 
it's your girl Grim and your boy Sukun Kana <laughs> <laughs> throwing it back. Oh boy! Yes. I had some people telling me about how much they loved Surfer Dude Sukun Kana, so I want to yeah. do a little throwback. Uh, that's a reminder. What happened this week? We released our podcast and threw it out onto the wilds of the internet ooh, ooh. for everybody to enjoy, and that's super cool. We're 13 sessions in, so it's gonna be a couple months before anybody hears this. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna be like, "Yeah, you're old news." It's gonna be great though, mm-hmm. and I wanted to do a big big thanks to my community when they hear this in several months <laughs> for being so supportive and also to my family for also being so supportive of, of our, our silly little Dungeons and Dragons project even though I know a lot of them don't know what Dungeons and Dragons is it warms my heart when they tell me they listen to the podcast hell yeah uh, gosh knows what the heck we're doing here I personally hope that by the time Sloop is hearing this the bean mystery has already driven him insane <laughs> <laughs> I, hope. I hope so I hope that my intentional way of driving Sloop insane by talking about beans to him all the time has worked yes god I hope he like starts losing sleep over it Nightmare please talk to Sloop about beans but like work it in naturally yeah I will thank you I was blissfully unaware how how ahead y'all were and so i was like well shouting this out on my podcast last night you should anyway and, oh I, no i was but i was like and uh, a certain someone might show up a familiar voice <coughs> oh good but then they're gonna have to listen anyway surfer dude sukun kana signing out what's the show called who is everybody and then back in <laughs> one second it's called tales of bone and ice <laughs> Radical. Great save. And what is it? Well, I, I have to. If they're here, they know that it's a Dungeons and Dragons podcast featuring me and my good, good friends and guest starring Nightmare, who you can find on twitch.com and at you dead nightmare on Twitter. So it's twitch.tv. Whatever. You know what? I'm going to come over to your house and I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was .edu. <laughs> All right, everybody, get a quick introduction in yourselves. Uh, let's start with our guest star, I think, right? Sure, yeah. Calling me a star is a giant disappointment, but hi. Our celebrity guest. Celebrity. Yes. I'm Nightmare, resident Bingus. I'm Marilyn. I'm just renting Bingus in the Bingus neighborhood. <laughs> and, and who does everybody play? Come on. <laughs> oh, I play a ghost. <laughs> Shouldn't Nightmare not introduce his character yet? No, he can just he can just introduce his name and what his class is. I I am uh, a Landrathel. I'm a I'm a I'm a fighter, and that's all I'll go into because secrets. We have secrets. That's why his hair is so big? <laughs> uh, my name is Candor and I play Condemned, the Goliath fighter. Sukun Kana, and I'm choosing violence today. All right, everybody, roll a d20 and tell me who gets the lowest one. I got a thirteen. 18. I got 11. Yes. Two. Nightmare, did you get? Did you say you got a two? I got a two. All right, tell us what happened last session. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a very extravagant time where uh, bad things happened yeah. and people got locked in cages. A lot of people want to, you know, commit murder and violence. I'm about 10 episodes behind, uh, so this is a bit of a problem, but... Well, look who didn't do their homework. <laughs> yeah, oh, somebody didn't pay, didn't watch the last episode, huh? <laughs> well, technically I did, but it was 10 episodes ago. <laughs> uh, the Mickey Mouse Corporation bought everything, and he walked in here and said, Oh, everything's frozen! Oh, boy! And, and that was the end, and, and you know, uh, the world caught fire. And uh, bad things happened. Yep. And Surfer Dude Sukun Khan is there to ride the wave. Oh, yeah. yeah, And like Surfer Dudes are just super pissed and they've started like an army and they're like, Chabra, I just want to surf a wave, dude. Excellent. All right. uh, Marilyn, you want to give a crack at it? (laughs) Yeah. What had happened was we 
were scouting out a big pile of dead bodies in the town with all of the dead bodies in it. And then Condemned found a hand with some beans in it. And then Second Kana lost her fucking shit, obviously, because beans. Obviously, some nah. And then she grabbed it, and then it turned into a bean man. Sloop the, the bean ghost. Sloop the bean race. The Sumna spirit. Yeah, Sloop the bean boy was like, oh. <laughs> He's a man of many names, but many beans. He was like, oh, it, like you gotta go find uh, like 12 people that have certain thoughts and feelings and shit or whatever. I don't fucking know. Like, like good and bad or well, like, I don't know, whatever. And then he turned into a, a misty mist and then went into bodies and then the bodies came alive and then they attacked us. And also the sky stopped being foggy and we could see the sky for the first time, which is coincidentally the last thing I saw, Maris, before I got absolutely curb stomped into this like icy, icy grave. And they got they got sleeping on them. Uh, that is almost correct. Yeah, <laughs> there's a, a lot of things about that were almost right. Fuck yeah, I'm amazing. The the crack ghost wraith named Sloop appeared. He had the beans. Uh, they learned that there are twelve different uh, paths to godhood. Mm. Talking not just finding twelve random people. Uh, you are now tasked with finding twelve people to become gods of the world. Uh, the mist. The he did not turn into mist. He disappeared, and then the mist also disappeared. Oh right. Oh, and the mist went into the the mist went into the bodies. Yeah, he was he was just gone. Uh, You guys had a fight. Uh, It was rough. Maris went down. Uh, Nobody healed her, including herself, themselves, herself. I want to note: I killed four enemies in a row. Yes, and it was badass. It was. It was really cool. Should have healed. Should have healed Maris, but (laughs) it was really cool. I was gonna heal myself, and I was like, no, no, no. I want to do dumb, dumb stuff. Violence was chosen, and then this happened. Maris, you find yourself in a place that is relatively familiar. Everything around you is wooden. Standing before you is a door. It has your grandfather's paladin oath symbol etched into it. You remember what you had to do last time. You had to step in there and talk to your grandfather. He expressed how remorseful he was for the path that he set you on. And he told you that he would always be with you. Every step of the way. You have a choice to make. You can walk through this door find out what's on the other side or you can stay in this hallway forever stand and wait you remember what just happened you remember your friends out in the wastes you remember flint you remember Gorlamdu you remember Fang you think of Jewel and Jade you have strength within you do you have the strength to open this door or are you simply going to stay here standing in this hallway looking at this door, always wondering what's on the other side. The hallway, it's empty. Um, Aside from you, yes. mm -hmm. It's empty and I'm alone. And growing up, I was, it felt like I was always alone because I was different. I was the only dragonborn that I knew and I got treated differently for it. And that loneliness, the only thing that was ever able to change that for me was having my granddad on my side. Him dying and then having all of that loneliness come back, that's what that feels like. But that loneliness again was able, it was able to get diminished by meeting these new people. And I know that I don't want to feel that loneliness again. So I'm going to open that fucking door. 
As you open this door, you step into it. It's the same room that you opened before. It's the same door, and standing before you is that same version of your granddad. Hey, kid. You have some explaining to do, because... I have some explaining to do? You're not supposed to be here yet. Well... <laughs> well, you're... You weren't supposed to be here, you know? You... No, I am supposed to be here. I'm the only thing holding you back from disappearing forever. I am the shield to your blade. I taught you how to protect yourself. I know. And I know... I know I fucked that up this time. Yeah, you did. I need you, though. This is... That's why I'm here. We have a very difficult choice to make. This is your one chance. And you have to make this decision. We can go together right now to beyond. We can take our path right now, the ascendancy, and we can find what's beyond and we can restore what we know. Or I give you what strength I have left and you go back. But I won't be here anymore. You can save your friends. And more importantly, whatever's going on down there you won't leave them alone. No matter what happens, either way, I am not going to be here anymore. Mechanically, just so you know, mm -hmm. this is me giving Maris the choice of whether or not she wants to go and die with mm -hmm. her grandfather or go back to her friends and live. But this is your one yeah. chance, your one yeah. opportunity. I know, I'm just trying to... I'm trying to Honestly, I'm kind of... <laughs> I think it'd be kind of a twist to die. But I fucking love Maris. And I I don't think I'm ready to give her up. I do think it'd be pretty dope, though. Because then mm -hmm. it would make Candor eat his words. Because um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not... Like, I'm not pulling punches. I, like... Yeah. This is... There's just enough stuff here that I have this ready. Mm-hmm. Because so I think the reason that this is a hard choice for Maris is because they're still grappling with the idea that their grandfather was the person that made them strong and capable and balanced and have that strength and delicacy all at once. Mm. So... I'm trying to think of if Maris thinks that they're strong enough to be able to do this without him and like fully do this without him. Man. Okay. Gramps. You only call me that when you're about to say something really hard. The path that you were on and that you put me on, the path that I have to be on, it's... I'm, I'm gonna make it my own path. I have people now, and I, I know that I'm strong, and I know that I can care enough for other people and show them that care that they deserve. I need to know that I can do this alone, and I love you, and I love you so much, and I thank you for everything that you've done for me. As you're telling him all these things and as you're saying all these words, you can see that he is starting to sort of fade away. He's becoming transparent. And 
I'm not mad at you. And I know that you're a good person. And I love you. And I'm gonna do right by you. But more importantly, I'm gonna do right by me. Because you taught me strength. You taught me strength within me. And I'm gonna kick ass. As you say, I'm gonna kick ass. A very familiar and familial smile crosses his face and he says proud of you kid and as his transparent form walks forward it walks through you and you can hear the door behind you close fuck and on the door facing you you can see a sigil burn into it what paladin oath are you taking oh fuck yeah <laughs> oh hell yeah <laughs> okay inspiring sweet immediately after you deal damage to a creature the divine summoning creature you can use a channel divinity as a bonus action to serve temporary hit points to creatures of a choice within 30 feet of you cute no i think i want the glory give me that glory all right Fuck you, Grandpa. I love you, but it's my turn. All right. <laughs> I gotta go my own way. Uh, you're oh my god, it says dead in brackets. Dead. Yep. <laughs> leave, leave, leave that as is. Yeah, oh yeah. For now. That's just so rude. Okay. The oath that you have taken is the oath to glory. Uh, the intent you have behind this is in its infancy. But you feel a surge of need within yourself to finally take on the spotlight and stop living in your grandfather's shadow as you said it's my turn to shine grandpa and the insignia that was burned onto the door finds its way and burns itself onto the armor that you wear on your chest oh dope and then you wake up <laughs> solid fuck that's the perfect oath for you <laughs> soup knee mm -hmm. real good uh okay did you say your name was Elydrathil? Yes, Elydrathil. So, where we start is with Elydrathil. hours now, sitting in a cage, a cage made of bones, as most things are in this part of the world. You are tied up, hands behind your back. There doesn't seem to be a knot in these ropes. It doesn't seem to be made of traditional rope either. It seems to be made of some sort of organic material. Uh, but there's no knot leading you to believe that there's some sort of uh, magic quality to them. Is there anyone else in the cage with me? No, you are by yourself in the cage, but looking left and right, you can see that there are uh, two people there next to you. To the left, there's a Goliath. He's sitting up as well, and he looks rather tired. He turns right, and he look. He turns right, and he looks at you, and he says, "Oh, you have found me awake again." Are you doing all right, Stone Skin? Stop! You can't come in here with those voices. <laughs> <laughs> Making us look bad. Have they at least been giving you food and water? I am not comfortable, but you know how it is around here. To your right, you hear another voice that says, Yeah, of course they're not giving us food and water. We are the food and water. Oh! Well, <gasps> you still feed a hen 
or a cow. What's a cow? <laughs> Livestock still needs to taste good, malnourished bones or pourable soup stock. That's, that's not why they're eating us. The person who's talking right now, as you look over to the right, uh, they have wolf-like features on their face, uh, and they look tired, and they are missing uh, fingers from their right hand, and they have their left eye missing. I kind of glance them up and down, seeing their wounds and injuries. They're not recent, or are they fairly... Semi-recent. Okay. Uh, have they taken all my things off me? Have they, like, taken all... Like, am I, like, you know, naked? You seem to have all your stuff. Okay. Uh, your armor, your weapons, everything, but you can't free your hands. I, I have a wrap over my eyes, uh, like, a, like a bandage. Mm -hmm. I look towards the uh, fingerless individual. <laughs> they do that to you, giving you a little bit of a taste test, or is that from before? Well, they... <sighs> There's some sort of ritual that they do that lets them learn about our history and our past and our memories. I don't know everything about it. I just know that I know a few people who've experienced it and it's not fair and I'm just, it's frustrating that I'm back here like this. As you two are having this conversation, a cart arrives and you see three bodies are taken out of the cart and tossed into cages that they recently built. He just watches quietly observing just taking in all the information and softly under his voice do you see anything i don't see glass well there seem to be some more bodies as usual right we'll get out of here soon just stay hidden for now we gotta wait for a proper moment i understand and he stops talking to himself glass looks down at you standing outside of your cage incorporeal as he is Almost ashamed of you for getting caught and stuck in this situation, but he doesn't do much else. And then, as I said before, Maris, you wake up. That's me. You're one of those three bodies. Hit you. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, it's us. That's us. Oh, cool. Oh, one of three. <laughs> mean, mean the gang. Maris, you can take a long rest. <gasps> Thank you. I, did, I wasn't sure how to un like undead myself, so I was just playing with it. Cool. The other two of you, you can take a short rest. Okay. Oh, that's good. I sustained some damage. Haha. -ha. You guys should have died like me, and then you would have been a full health. Idiots. <laughs> no, they both would have died. They would have just died. <laughs> oh, right. Especially me. I'm going to use all my hit dice, I think. Yep, that's fair. Okay, I'm back at max. Oh, wow. I didn't read my character shit. <laughs> Why are you surprised about that? <laughs> As you awaken, like I said before to uh, Eladrathil, uh, your arms are bound behind your back with a... Uh, material that doesn't seem to have a knot, but it is of uh, organic material, so it's probably magically bound. Your friends are in two different places right next to you. You look left and right, and you can see that they're unconscious. But we're all in the same cage? No, you're in three different cages. Oh, fuck. Wait, who's in a cage with me? Anyone? Nobody, just you. Everybody has their own individual cage. Ooh, private room. It's cute. They're all made of bone. Ew, okay. Yours look really fresh. I hate that. Gross. Yeah, that actually is worse. <laughs> Is there anyone that I can see around me, like in this room? Like, what is that? Like, what can I see? <laughs> it seems like there's a circle of cages that are placed into sort of an open area. You are not in a room. You are in a uh, pretty open area that seems to be sort of like a uh, public viewing spot. People are walking around. A lot of them have animal-like features or uh, are otherwise, you know, animal in nature. You can basically see that there are there are walls everywhere. Uh, for more detail, or you can see walls farther away than you'd think they would be, because you're not in a confined space. You're in a community right now, and you just happen to be sort of like on display for whoever's walking by. 
Are the people that are, like, the animal people, are they in cages too, or are these, like, free people? These are free people. Dicks. Yeah. Can you give me a perception check? <gasps> yeah. This is going to yield nothing, I'm sure. That's a 13 plus zero. Uh, so you can see there's a man who was just, uh, he's got wraps over his eyes. You can see this. Next to him, you can see another Goliath. And on the other side of him, you can see Fang. Missing an eye and some fingers. You know, at least they didn't do it to us, though. You do still have an opportunity to kill her, though. Ugh, I mean, she, I mean she'll probably try to kill me first. Only if she wronged me, I would kill her. <laughs> and she hasn't yet. Truly, you are a fair liege. I mean, if anyone deserves, like, if she deserves to kill me. <laughs> I ruined her whole life. With good intentions. Wait, what did you do to Peng? I killed her best friend. Oh, right. Well, he attacked us first. <laughs> right? <laughs> Had it coming. That's what I said. Anyway, she, but she got real pissy at me. And then it was like a really awkward time. Whatever. I hate her. She's stupid. <laughs> yeah. I, I still don't know why she was so mad about it. Honestly. I'm sorry you made friends with a dick. Yeah. I'm sorry you made friends with somebody who was cannibalizing two gnomes and impersonating them. That's what I say to all my friends. Yeah. Ruined the beautiful gay mayor and his husband. Anyway. <laughs> Jesus. I'm going to go like, pst, fang. Fang. Fang! She looks up and she sees you and uh, you can see that she just starts crying. Oh, fuck. I'm so she sorry. She doesn't say anything, but she starts crying. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, f I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, God. F fang. And then I'm going to like look at the, the glyce and the bandage guy and I'm going to be like, who the fuck are you? Uh, uh, my name is Bannis. Bannis? Bannis? Yes. It's, it's short for banishment. Oh, Oh, I get That's it. That's cute. I like that. <laughs> Eli audibly laughs and <laughs> says out loud in Elvish, "That's stupid." <laughs> Do I speak Elvish? I don't. If you laugh, I'm just gonna go like, <laughs> "Yeah." Who the fuck are you? <laughs> you can call me Eli. What does Eli look like? He's got bandages, and I assume he's an elf. <laughs> so he is a high elf. He has like really long platinum white hair that's just from fairly, very, very old. Uh, it's been pulled into like a braid uh, to keep under his clothes. He's wearing like tattered, overlapped rags and uh, cloth to keep warm. Very like traveling hobo esque, just in an apocalypse. Just lots of like hoods and ponchos. Uh, he's got bandages around his eyes and his skin is very, very pale. You can kind of see some like dark smudges coming from underneath his eyes, whether just like makeup that is run and never washed off. Uh, one of his ears is uh, slightly clipped from like an old wound that runs down his neck. And yeah, he's, he's like very, very old, like borderline geriatric. <laughs> okay, <laughs> perfect. An old ass fighter. I love it. Okay. Old ass elf. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah so he's like, like infinity years old. Um, does Bannis also have... A, a tattoo. Yes. He's got a long mark that goes, uh, seems like it goes from the back of his head uh, down to across his uh, chest from left shoulder to right hip that has been uh, altered in the middle. Ah, cool. I'm going to be like, Fang, get it together. Fang, get, snap out of it. We got to get, we got to get the fuck out of here. You elf, elf, can you just give her, just give her a little calming down time? Mm. I'm not a fan of this one, Eli. They seem good-hearted enough. That's the problem I have with them. <laughs> I am going to mutter to Glass. Can you calm this one's mind the way you've calmed mine in the past? Mm. I'll do what I can. Uh, and he uh, is corporeal and in invisible to everyone else. Form walks over and uh, 
sits down next to Fang and puts his hand on her shoulder. And uh, she seems to sort of instinctually just sort of calm down a little bit. Uh, and then the, the other two of you, you wake up. Oh, good. I was going to ask if I had to give them health. Was I dreaming while I was sleeping? Uh, no, strangely, you were not. I don't like that. Mm-mm, that's icky. Mm. Condemned wakes up and reflexively goes to try and cover his groin, <laughs> but he finds his hands bound behind his back. Ah! What is this? But are... He looks around at the surroundings, takes it all in. Why are we still alive? <laughs> uh, Sukun kind of wakes up and she kind of looks over and then she mind links to her friends and she's like, we should not talk out loud right now. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maris, I'm glad to see you recovered. Yeah, thank you. I super died. I think I met God. I think my granddad's God, but we can, it's fine. Oh, another fun. Yeah. No, he's not. He's, it was just ghost granddad. He's fine. He's like dead, dead though now. But yeah, I'm back. I'm good. We need to get the fuck out of here. Also, Fang's here. Um, So that's fun. Fang's here? Yeah. Condemned is going to kind of lean over and see Fang crying. And mentally mutter, typical. <laughs> Ooh, emotions. Yeah, exactly. Um, Fang! She suddenly looks uh, very shocked and she looks up and sees you. And Sinkunkan is up now too and looking over. What's going on? Does she have a problem with me? What is she? She looks at, at the three of you and she says, I'm sorry, I, I tried to talk them out of it. Talk who out of what? Wait, are these your people doing this? Yeah, welcome to Duration. a twist interesting so why are you in cage they wouldn't listen to me i told them what happened to garuk they said that that was evidence that it worked and she lifts up her right hand and gestures to her eye with her shaky two other fingers that are that remain on that hand and so they took the sight and so they took my weapon Weapons are overrated anyway. You'll learn. Weapons are kind of cool. Sorry, Fang. Um, do you know what's going to happen next? And can we get out of here before it happens? I don't I don't know what's going to happen. How many guards are around? Uh, you can see that there are five guards walking around. Well, you can't see, but you can hear five guards walking around. Oh, uh, he can see. You know, he's just a weirdo and, and covers his eyes because, you know, he keeping up the, I'm an old man, you wouldn't. Because, you know, elves are pretty spry. <laughs> Gotta get that early bird discount. There are five guards walking around that you can tell. I'm going to try to call one of them over. Please! Please! I, I, I can't feel my legs. I, I, I need to stand. Please. Give me a performance check. Yes. Do y'all, do y'all roll, like, actual dice? or You can do whatever you want. Ah, sick. Cause... I do now because D&D Beyond literally killed me. Yeah, it fucking cucks you every time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what'd you get? Uh, that is a 18. One of the boys walk over. I say, oh, look, look at you. Oh, your legs are sore, huh? I I have an old injury. Please, I just need to stand with my walking stick. All right, no, I, I, of course, no, no wonder, of course, no worries. Hey, I'll get the guy right in charge of this. I'll get the medic. Yeah, that sounds suspicious. Yeah, I don't like it. So while he leaves, you said there's 
three others? Four others. Four others. What are the locks on these cages? It looks like it's tied with the maybe the same material used to hold you guys, to bind you guys. Huh. Sukun kind of... I want to turn into an insuk, a mouse. And can I... Am I going to freeze to death this time? <laughs> Let's start with what does happen. Uh, so you want to turn into a mouse. As you as you think to yourself... One second. Arctic... Arctic mice. <laughs> Arctic mice. You turn into an Arctic hare. As you go to uh, attempt to turn into a uh, mouse to try to escape from the cages, you find yourself unable to transform. Okay, I want to try to cast a produce flame behind my back to cut my rope. Sure. Uh, as you uh, speak your words, which, I, what are the words again? Yeah, I say, Akin Kuku. Uh, nothing. I want to get glass to walk behind, uh, what's your character's name again, Grim? Sukunkana. Sukunkana. And I'm going to switch places with them. All right. On a related note, while this is happening, Condemned is also physically kind of trying his bonds a bit, which I assume yields nothing. Yeah. In, in that case, Condemned would be just kind of like leaning up against all of the bars as if he's trying to get comfortable. But what he's really doing is he's just trying to find a weak one. Just stress testing. Yeah. Love this. Uh, Glass walks behind. He understands. You guys have an understanding of how things typically work. Uh, he walks behind Sukunkana and you attempt to switch places with him, but you find yourself very quickly and very aggressively slammed into the wall of your cage as it topples over. I'm just going to like, old man, I tried to stand, but I fell over. Help! Help! So uh, the guy, he says, oh, that, that stuff's not going to work here. All right, let me go. Let me go get Leon. All right, don't, don't you, you sit right tight. I'll be right back. And then he leaves. That's two guards away. Yes. Uh, I'm going to try to cast another spell. I know it's not going to work, but she's going to try. Okay. Uh, she's going to say, Aquit Aksmach, and try to cast Ice Knife. It yields nothing, but you do feel a tinge of cold. Connie, give me an investigation check. Oh, yeah, investigation. This is what my Goliath fighters get at. Can I start trying to suck all the marrow from the bones to try to weaken my bars? <laughs> Gross, sure. <laughs> 17 <laughs> hours make later. A <laughs> make a check using your chef's tools. Yeah, do oh, a yeah. Uh, constitution <laughs> saving throw? Because that's gross. <laughs> so that's a seven. Nice. All right. You uh, you notice that like, oh, like maybe this one, maybe this one, but it seems to like tighten it even more and it becomes even more stable as you sort of like stress test it. <sighs> maybe you just did them a little favor. Shit. Fuck. They're so bad at this. I accidentally made it better. As the four of you try to stress test and escape in various different ways, uh, you look over and. Uh, Is there anything on fire within a 60 foot range of me? No. No torches? No torches. Can I just make a quick arcana check? Sure. While I'm being a feeble old man and uh, try to like recall in my eons of knowledge uh, if there's any like weird magic rope that is like anti-magic or things that would be this potent. For sure. <laughs> oh, that's, 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 uh, it's okay. Sixteen? Uh, uh, yeah, you're aware of the fact that uh, there are certain people that have used pieces from like ancient monsters that used to be called beholders uh, as uh anti-magic bindings but we got beholder intestines Ooh. wrapped around our arms mm. yeah like beholder intestines and stuff like that but like those monsters have been extinct for a very long time and it's it's like maybe could it be possible that they found some old beholder rope i don't know maybe so as this is occurring, you see uh, this giant lion figure uh, standing on two legs walk towards the four of you. <clears throat> he says, okay, so I like that one there, and it points to Eli, and then 
Those three new ones, okay? Fuck you. Bring the four of them in their cages with along and bring them to my chambers. Please, I need to walk. I, uh, I can't. Uh, uh, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna like have my legs spasm. <laughs> I'm just be like, uh, <laughs> I can't get up. Uh. I, I see it within him. He's, he's got it there. He's, if he's truly as weak as he says, this will be a great test to see. Uh, and if he is, uh, he's, he's quite old, so he can prove useful in different ways. So bring the four of them. Fuck me? What? They, <laughs> he's gonna fuck me. Uh, they have, these four have the spark. So we're gonna take them, uh, bring them to my chambers. I want to try to, like, my hands are behind my back, right? Yep. I want to say that Sukun Khan is very thin. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want to try to uh, move my hands like, you know, below my butt and around my legs so that my hands are in front of me at least. Uh, sure. Give it a shot. Acrobatics check. I got a 19. Okay. So as uh, you go to start doing this, you get them like underneath you and you get them uh, under your knees and then someone, uh, one of the guards comes over and he knocks your cage over to the side. So you've now flipped onto your back. And they say, don't, don't you move. Or what? I'm going to say, hina guk, right at him out loud. That means you dick. <laughs> <laughs> I got that through context, thanks. Yeah. Uh, and then they uh, move all four of you onto carts. Uh, Connie, with you, it is a huge pain in the ass. Make it harder for them. Wait, wait, I have question. I have question. <sighs> so? Or what? Like what? You're going to kill us? You're going to eat us? Oh, I mean, we might do that anyway. No, precisely. So, like, why should we listen to you? Yeah. In fact, she starts trying to escape again. She starts. Yeah, fine. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing bicycle kicks on my back. So a foot comes through the cage, Sukunkana, and stomps you in the face. Great. You take uh, five damage. Uh, so you can kind of start to cry. Uh, and they put you on carts, and they start to wheel you away to Leon's chambers. Okay, so quick clarification. When you say a lion-like figure, do you mean like a, a Leonine, or...? A Leonine named Leon, yes. Okay. Uh, so, uh, the four of you are finally, uh, within <laughs> equal distance of each other, all, all very brought together. You can see Fang, if you look over, is, uh desperate and she starts crying out no don't take them please don't take them so you can kind of gonna keep trying to cast magic does anything you get like sparks of your magic but nothing solid i i, like, I can see that she's trying to like cast and then... yeah i'm gonna ask glass to use uh manifest echo and uh do a quick little attack towards her bindings uh okay give me what is it he's he can do like an uh, an attack roll right yeah. Suddenly, everybody can see this ice uh, figure who seems to be entirely and completely frozen. He is crinkly, crispy, crunchy, whatever like uh, adjective you want to use to describe a person who would be made of ice would move. Give me an attack roll. Give me a sleight of hand check, actually. All right. I can do that. I'm an innately good at this. I'm a... <laughs> uh, 12. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. I'm fucking amazing. Uh, I'm really good at um, uh, I have a plus four. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So as Glass manifests and strikes out to try to free her from her bindings, another guard is shocked by this and stabs with his spear and gets a 18. I believe that's over the AC of Glass, right? Oh, yeah. He has my AC. So he gets hit with it. And the boy disappears. Oh, all right, quickly, take them quickly. Go now. Sukun so kind of uses mind link to link to Connie. And she's like, just 
do anything. Do anything. Like I choke up a lot of blood because that hits me. Oh right, I gotta do. I gotta roll a damage for that. I now have a hole in me. This is Echo Knight stuff, right? Yeah. Are you using custom rules or are we playing those raw? Uh, this is a little bit custom. So he's like, like raw. The rules are how they go, but uh, he is, uh, the effective thing is that Eli is possessed by a ghost whose name is Glass, who is a water genasi who froze with ice. It's got, like, flavor text. Okay, I only bring that up because the Echo Knight has one hit point when the Echo is hit, so I don't believe that actually transfers over to Nightmare. Oh. Um, Or that's raw. I don't know how you guys are playing it. Okay. Uh, Yeah, no, I'm still used to the uh, UA Echo Knight that uh, it transfers over. Mm. Uh, We can flavor it if you want to do it that way for just for funs. Yeah, if you want to take damage. Sure. I mean... Uh, Okay. One damage to glass and seven damage to you. (laughs) Yeah! All right. Go quicker now. Quicker now. And uh, you are all suddenly, like, pushed very quickly and aggressively into Leon's chambers. So we're, we're on a cart, right? You're all on a cart. Cool. All right. So as soon as the witch indicated that this was an emergency because like he was just he was just chilling he was just preparing right so as in all things because this is like kind of vaguely magical yeah he's just gonna blindly listen to sukun kana so as soon as she said do something do anything he's going to initiate one of his plans which is to launch himself shoulder first at like the top corner of his cage uh with the intent of toppling it over onto one of the guards all right, uh, so you're in a pretty confined space, so you're basically, like, super, like, squatted. There's not a lot of room, but give me a athletics check with disadvantage. Okay, with disadvantage. That is a uh, 15. Okay. One, one second, though. While that's happening, while he's doing that, Sukun kind of going to try to escape, like, like, get her hands over and get out her magic dagger that she has. Okay. Uh, so you do manage it. You get uh, just a little bit of your squat going. Never skip like day. Arms behind your back and you push yourself off and you just knock your cage from the corner down onto a guy uh, and you squish this guy. He dies. He is flattened. He is dead. Yes. Yes. Fuck yeah. Fuck this guy. Was that the guy that stomped on Sukun Kana by chance? No. Damn. The three other remaining guards call over. They just and then they whistle for another guard to come by. Uh, he replaces this guy. They pick you up and put you back on the cart. Wait, while that was happening, though. Your magic dagger. Uh, I rolled a 21. To do what? What did you roll? I wanted to do acrobatics to get out of my bonds because I didn't quite make it before. Okay. So as you uh, do a 21 for acrobatics, you are now your bonds are now in front of you. Okay, and I want to get out my magic dagger because you said we have all our gear. Yep. And I want to use it to try to cut the ropes. Uh, okay. You start to try to cut the ropes. Normally, that would, that would make a lot of sense, but they don't seem to be making any headway, making any any break at all. But it's a magic dagger. Yeah, but they're anti-magic ropes, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. So they very uh, ungraciously put Connie back up onto the cart. I, I, the player, was happy to just let this cutscene go through, mm-hmm. but Connie is still operating under instructions. Mm-hmm. So if he had the opportunity, which it sounds like he did because they had to call over other people, he is going to ready an action. Mm -hmm. And as soon as they grip the bars, he is going to use his action to try and kick and smash the fingers of whoever is gripping the bars. Fuck yeah. Okay. Give me an attack roll. Okay. 
Okay, so that's a 19 to hit. Okay, so you crush a dude's fingers. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I want to try and twist to separate them from the dude's hand. Ew. Give me a strength check again. Cool. And if I get the choice, I want to do it to the guy that booted Sukun Kana, by the way. And that is a 19. Okay, so you twist and these guys, this guy's fingers come off. Yes. And uh, he, he screams and yelps in pain. He says, no, no, ah, ah. Huh, bitch, hop. Huh. Bitch. Sukun kind of wants to, okay, since the knife thing isn't working, she's going to hold up her arms with a knife and she's going to look at the old man. And she'd be like, you tried that thing before, right? Um, she mind links to him. Yes. Do it again. And uh, she holds wait. her hands up as far as she can and close close to him as can to, to help him to hit better. Okay. I'm going to use manifest echo and I'll just get glassed up. Okay. Squatting inside the cage or like inside or outside the cage. Like get him as close to the slash as possible. Uh, okay. So uh, since y'all are being incredibly difficult, these people are, are not going to give you any more leeway. Ah, shit. <laughs> uh, so glass appears inside this very crowded cage and he looks silly as hell. He, he's not happy about it. And he looks at you and says, rather undignified, don't you think? As he starts to like try to cut these ropes with his, uh, I assume that he's got a plethora of weapons, like a dagger in there as well. Yeah, he, he is like, not to give fancy stuff away, but like he has the real versions of what my sticks and dumb bullshit appears as. So he has like a, a, a double-edged scimitar. Ooh. Okay, give me a sleight of hand check again. All right, come on. Mm. <laughs> Yes. Uh, so that is a 23. <laughs> okay. As you get in there, it seems like you are having a bit more leeway than uh, Sukunkana was. You seem to be... There's there's something much more, more on the physical side than the magical side with glass. But another spear comes through and stabs glass again. I was going to say... He shatters into a million pieces. Before they, like, get that swing off, I want to demanifest him. All right. That's... As long as glass is not blocking Sukunkana, though. <laughs> <laughs> Says I don't want her to catch a spear. Stabs the baby. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the 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 spear goes in uh, and glass demanifests. But uh, noticing that Sukunkan is making headway with this magical partnership that she's got going on, uh, he slams the spear down on her shins. Ah, fuck. Uh, and Sukunkana, you take shins are so delicate, right? Ooh. <laughs> you take eight damage. Okay, how much headway have I made on the? Bonds. Out of the six wraps all the way through, you have taken off one. Fuck. Oh, great. It's a lot of work. Maris lets this cutscene play. <laughs> Suddenly, all three of these guards are like stabbing at all of you with spears and kicking at all of you and just doing a great, more, much more deal of violence. So I'm just going to roll a few damage dice. I'm just going to cry for sympathy and just be like, I'm an old man. <laughs> I'm hitting me. And my back. <laughs> Glass, you take seven damage. Connie, you only take three. Eh, not bad. But Sukunkana, since you're being the most pain in the ass who hasn't killed someone yet, but you keep like <laughs> trying and trying and trying, you take eight more damage. Well, I'm almost dead, so that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> they say they all they're all crowded around you and they're like, We don't need you alive. We just he wants you, okay? She doesn't say anything. <laughs> so you're gonna go one way or the other. Alright. She does use mind link to talk to the people she's currently mind link to, which is her three companions, and she says Fuck these guys, am I right? Yeah, I hiss through the bars like a little snake, like a little snaky. Like uh, if we wait, I'm sure that our opportunity will arrive. I'm gonna kill all of them. Yeah, me too. I mutter in incoherent Elvish as I don't think anyone understands it. <laughs> okay, there there is one more thing that I want to do. I don't know if you're gonna want me to roll for it. Condemned is going to position himself so that he can kind of like scoop up the two fingers that he tore off inside the cage. 
and like twist around so that he's like backwards facing the guy that he took them from and he wants to just eat it <laughs> no no just just like kind of twist it so that he can like wave goodbye with them oh my god just like behind your back just kind of like bye bye yes exactly exactly that yes. i'll just let that happen because it's funny uh so kind of she is going to eat one of her uh, healing potions because she has all her stuff so she's going to take a healing potion fair maris hasn't stopped sucking on the bars trying to get as much marrow as they possibly can just like just like this like, entire time like that person who won't accept the chicken wing is gone i'm trying to bulk up you're suddenly flooded with memories i just imagine as all of this is happening maris is just just like, oh, this is my chance. <laughs> Just a dog with a bunch of bones. <laughs> I'm healed for, for nine points. So eventually, you're all placed back where you uh, were. Uh, and there are spears pointed at every single one of you. And uh, you are wheeled into Leon's chambers. The chamber you are brought into is taller than any building you've ever been in. The sheer size of it is disarming. The walls, floor, and ceiling are made of flesh and bone, and upon seeing the flat surfaces, you can see the telltale signs of humanoid figures, hands, faces, arms, and legs, all flattened and expressed in wrenched expressions of pain and fear. Hanging from the ceiling are long chains made of bone with large hooks at the bottom, some of which have bodies hanging from them, which leads your eye to view the vents on the floor, assumedly for the drip of blood. Leon's throne is made of flesh and fur, and as he sits upon it, his right hand strokes a skull that acts as his armrest as he speaks to you. And as he does so, you are placed equal distance from each other before him, as if you are to be knighted or executed. I can't imagine we're about to get knighted, you fuck. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Fuck you. Hey, I, I choose to be optimistic. That's not like you. Yeah. There are many, many more people in this room. Uh, it seems to be that each of you has five different spears pointed at you individually. Fuck, that's a lot. The cages are then cut open. So there's a bunch of taxidermied people? Not taxidermied people. Humanoid bodies were used as... Or humanoid skin, specifically, was used as the wall and floors of this building. Skin tent, let's go! <laughs> we made a joke about this! Yeah, and and y'all, were, y'all were after me about filling our houses with human hair. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna crawl out and ask for my walking stick, because I assume that is one thing they would have taken, because it doesn't really fit in the cage. Uh, so as you ask for a walking stick, you feel the back end of a spear on your jaw. I, I can't stand, please. You wouldn't you wouldn't deprive an old man of his walking stick. We'll see about that, okay? All right. Uh, the four of you, I can tell, because I'm really intelligent. I don't know if you know. Uh, my name is Leon, by the way. Hi, nice to meet you. Uh, what is all your names? Oh, I'm Go Fuck Yourself, actually. Okay, all right. Go Fuck Yourself. And anybody else? Uh, anybody willing to do some introductions? Eat, say, someone, eat my ass. I, I, uh... <laughs> My my name is hard to pronounce in your tongue. It is Alash Dorar Oladin Yardash Drakan. And I just go I go on for a while. <laughs> <laughs> and he repeats it back to you flawlessly. I start laughing because I made him say you smell like an orc in piss. Uh yeah. My name is uh Hu Akuk. Ah, uh, Hu Akuk. Wonderful, yes. Wonderful. That means I'm a dick. Right. <laughs> he takes it all. 100% whatever name you give him, he takes it at face value. 
sick. <laughs> I, lo- I love them when they're dumb. I'm so happy. Uh, and he turns to uh, Connie. He's like, oh, you, and you, sir? Why are we here? All right, so why are we here? Oh my God. I don't know why I expected that to go any other way. Uh, all right, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Okay, so the four of you have something called the spark within you, all right? It means that you are unlike unlike everyone else around here, as you notice. You'll walk around the the frozen wasteland, and most of you are quite a little bit different, I'd say. Um, you have a bit more uh, more joy within you. You have a bit more uh, more flavor and spice. You wish to do more with yourselves. You know, it's it's something a little special. I'm al- I'm always really appreciative when I meet someone like you. Because I get to see something really special in action, okay? Alright, now, we're going to untie you soon. Uh, and then you're going to give us a bit of a show, okay? Alright. It's gonna be great. Uh, and then, behind the four of you... Are you going to make us fight each other to the death? Oh, no! I'd never make someone... Oh, thank God. I'd never make someone fight their friends. That's... that's, that's, That is evil. I'm simply curious, okay? Alright. Behind the four of you, you hear, uh, four footsteps. Only four steps? Yeah. Sorry, me. Eight footsteps. Oh, okay. You hear four sets of footsteps. Seven. One person actually had an accident. One person has one leg. You're right. And that's uh, seven foot and one walking cane. So as you, as this happens, you, you you can feel it. And then you can feel uh, singular individuals come behind you and uh, they touch the bonds that you have and the bonds uh, break free. Seven, steer, seven spears each still pointed at you. It says, okay. All right. Uh, you can turn around now, and you can you can see what uh, your your opponent is going to look like. Mm-hmm. Turn around, go on. Okay, well I guess uh, Condemned's going to turn around, and he's also going to uh, he's also going to be looking around. Are we in like are we near the walls? Uh, no, you're more or less in the middle of the room. Okay, and about how far are the walls from us? Uh, about twenty feet. This is a huge room. Okay, and the walls are made of flesh and skin. You said right? Yes. They're ma- these walls are made of people. Gross. Great. All right. So what Condemned wants to do is he's going to take a Grimhild level of interest in the architecture for once. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. Okay. So uh, there's typically like a, an omnipresent wind on like the infinite sea planes, right? Mm-hmm. Typically always. Okay. Great. So he wants to see how much are the walls flapping to try and like gauge their thickness uh give me an architecture roll ah fuck me yeah i don't have like mason's tools or anything no i guess give me like Could i use bonesmith tools for this one i don't know that's a tough one can you do perception check to see like if any wind is oh wait no, i guess there's no wind i here. mean it's made out of leather baby like <laughs> maybe your textile yeah oh. give me like a textiles no, roll. Honestly, leather. honestly that makes sense right <laughs> yeah, give me a textiles roll solid you're gross okay well i get expertise in that because of my rune knight bullshit yeah, yeah. so that's a god why do i keep using this thing i thought that was a one but it's just a 16 and hard to read plus like a bunch i don't know 22 I think. Okay. So what you can tell is that uh, the walls are not actually, they don't, they don't actually seem to be made of flesh. Flesh lines the inside of them. These are a, these are a tool for fear to induce panic. Okay. So they look relatively thick. Yeah. Like sturdy. Yes. Okay. All right. So what do you think? They're rather nice, aren't they? Okay. I'm turned around. Yeah. Slowly. Uh, what you, what you can see is there is one very tall hulking Goliath. Oh, is it for me? (laughs) (laughs) He's walking forward, uh, and he has various 
uh, different markings all over his body that have been altered in various different places. Does he very much look like a gladiator or a champion? Uh, yeah, sort of. Eli's going to stand up, like, immediately dropping the act. He's going to pull his, like, little wooden club out from behind his cloak. Wait, we've been untied. Yes? My brain? Yeah, yeah. we've been untied. Okay, cool. I'm not, I'm not stupid. Got it. Cool. Uh, yeah, he's just going to stand up immediately. He's, he's dropping the act. He's like, oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> okay, so then you also see uh, someone who is wearing uh, very, f- like, it's very fancy armor for what you're typically used to. And uh, they have uh, some bird-like features as well. They are... Uh, pretty tall and they have a sword on their back and a spear in their hands there's also someone who looks like they are they're pretty small like maybe a a halfling or a gnome or something and they look very timid and afraid and like they really don't want to be here and then uh sort of a roguish looking guy like a human or yeah he's a human just a just a joe average man uh hood over his head and he's got two knives in his hands oh my backup character john humanman john humanman fuck off but wait, the Goliath has like altered body parts, like different people's body parts, or just like his body's just, he had some shit. Like how Connie has uh, the marking on his face altered. Roger that. This guy has a lot of altered lines in his Goliath tattoos. Okay, right. Well, I mean, because you mean like the natural, the natural markings, right? The Goliath markings, yes. Okay. Yeah, okay, okay. Okay, okay. So Condemned has like a tattoo that's over his natural body lines. Um, and then this guy also, I presume, has a bunch of tattoos that do the same thing. Yes, tons of them. Okay. And he says, okay, show me what you got. And then a uh, the guards run to uh, where the throne is, and a large wall slides up in between them. Presumably, uh, at some point, they all wander away to sort of a balcony area to watch. All right, so Condemned is going to say, uh, in giant, thou... Whatever you did, they really wanted to fuck over your destiny, huh? Well, you think that I didn't want to do that myself? I was bored with Goliath culture. Let's us do great battle! Uh, roll initiative, everybody. <gasps> Fuck yeah, I rolled a 19! Nice! Oh, I fucking, I love real dice. Plus zero. Nice. <laughs> Alright, what does everybody got for initiative? I got 18. 16. 27? Nice! Yeah! Nice! Fuck off. Can you fight mine for me too? I have a plus nine to initiative. Holy shit. Nice. Yeah, plus a billion. You're nuts. Because I'm blind. Damn, dude. Nice! <laughs> the order is you guys and then them. Fuck yeah. And then the fight begins. <laughs> Eli, your go. All right. How how are they all, how are they all, like, I know they're, they're all healthy and fine, but like, are they kind of equally dispersed to us and our weapon variety or, or, or what are they, what are they rocking? They have a pretty, pretty equal uh, difference in their, their weapons. Yeah. Okay. They've got a lot of different ones. I'm not going to get in, in the way of Goliath combat. Uh, so I'm going to go with the most uneasy looking one. Uh, if any of them look like they're being kind of forced to do this or unsure. Okay, yeah, there's, there's, there, uh, the, I did say that there was a halfling who looked relatively uncomfortable and uneasy. Yeah. They're all about 50 feet away from you. Cool. Like I said, this room is enormous. I'm going to point at that half orc. Halfling. Or halfling, sorry. Uh, just swing my little club and have glass mimic the moves behind him and just slap him in the back of the head. All right. Uh, give me a attack roll. All right. I'm going to be using uh, my double bladed scimitar. I hear that uh, someone else uses metal dice. Oh, no, that's that. This that's is actually, because this is, you know, the bone pod, uh, made of bone. Nice! nice. Oh, yeah. Nice. Hell yeah! Bro. Oh, I'm going to suck on it. <laughs> uh, 22. Okay, that hits. Uh, okay. Eight damage as I just bop with that first slap. Okay. 
Um, and if they move five feet away from, because uh, Glass stays there, if they move five feet away from Glass, he gets an opportunity attack. He can smack him. Uh, did you use slashing damage with your scimitar? Uh, yes. Okay. So as you, uh, you you point to Glass and you do a uh, the mimicry of what you want him to do, he appears behind them and he takes it and he slashes across their back as this is a very unexpected maneuver. And they cry out in pain, and uh, they fall to their knees, but soon get up and turn around to uh, face this enemy. I'm also going to use my movement, and I'm going to get as close as as I possibly can, uh, using my 30 feet. Okay, so you're 20 feet away from uh, these four violent boys. Oh, wait. Uh, actually, is hold on. I need to see if this is a action. No, it's a bonus action. I, I'm going to swap spots so uh, Glass doesn't die. I'm going to swap spots with... Uh, as, so as he turns around, he sees me. Oh, that's scary as, that's scary as fuck. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Uh, so we, you swap spots with him. I'm just going to sit there, and I'm going to pull my blindfold uh, off, and my my eyes are just this like white with this kind of black, smudged, heavy, dark circles uh, just from lack of sleep. All right. Uh, Maris, you're up next. How far apart are the four of them, like, in a line? Like, if I wanted to use my breath weapon, it's a 15-foot cone. Can I get all of them in one if I, like, go to the side? No, they're about 10 feet apart each. Well, that's dumb. Did you say they're 50 or 15 feet away? 50 feet away. Okay, 50, five, zero. Yeah. Oh, shit. They're, like, far from us. Yes. Oh, I thought they were so much closer. I'll go up, like, 20 feet, and I'm going to use Guiding Bolt on the... Goliath. Okay. Um, so I'm going to use Guiding Bolt on him. So Flash of Light streaks towards him. It's a ranged spell. On a hit, he takes 46 radiant damage. Yep. And then the next roll is on advantage against him. Yeah. So roll the attack. <laughs> oh, that's what I do. Okay. <laughs> oh, a 19 again. I swear. 19 plus 4. 23. Nice. That hits. Fuck yeah. Okay, so 4d6. Okay. That is 6 plus 5, 11. Plus 1 is 12. Plus one is 13. All right. Uh, so how does your guiding bolt look? Because it's it might be different than Grimm's. Since it's Oath of Glory, is it just like Maris's grinning face? <laughs> no, I think it's just kind of like it does come out of like my hand. And it just kind of like I, it like holds on to like the tip of um, one of my claws. And then I just kind of like point it. And then I'm just kind of like you. That's dope. And then it just like blasts off. And it's just kind of like a fiery white that kind of like burns out into like a kind of like reddish orange. But it's like white in the center. Whoa. Yeah, and then as it hits him, and then it like leaves that kind of like, it leaves that light um, because they have advantage. So it's kind of like a fire, like it just kind of like lights him up. Kind of like there's a torch almost like somewhere surrounding him, but you can't really see it. That's cool as fuck. Yeah, I'm really cute and good at D&D. So as he gets hit with this, you hear a, a roar and rage as uh, he takes this blast, but he's illuminated now. I hit, I killed him? No, he's illuminated. Oh. He's just... He's... Oh, il- sorry, there's an eliminated. <laughs> oh, and then I think as a bonus action, how far are my friends from me? Uh, you you moved ahead, actually, right? Yeah, I said I did. <laughs> so they're not so close anymore. You, you can move back. Yeah, you move forward 20 feet, you can move back 10 feet. Yeah, can I move back so that they're within 30 feet of me? Yes. Okay, I want to do that and th- so I can give them temporary hit points. Okay. The total number of temporary hit points equals 2d8 plus 4. The 8 is the, that one. Yep, two pyramids. Ask to ask. <laughs> Holy shit. I came back from the grave with a vengeance. You're on fire. <laughs> Literally, yeah. <laughs> plus your charisma modifier? Yeah, so it's 16 plus 4, I think. Yeah, so 20 points. 20 temporary hit points. Nice. Yeah, no, divided among them. Oh. Sorry, so I guess 10 each because I want to be fair. But fuck this old man. <laughs> oh, wait, he's not in 20 feet anyway. 
I don't know him. <laughs> I'd just be like, sorry, old man. Yeah, you, you gave a really long name, but I'm just going to go with Meat Shield. Sukunkana. <laughs> That's me. Uh, okay, uh, are there any torches in this room? Yeah, there's some torches in this room. You said that the walls are made of skin and fur. Uh, what I'm saying is that fur is pretty flammable. Um, sure. <laughs> sure is. I want to set the room on fire. Okay. Using control flames, I can increase the size of a flame by five feet in any direction. Uh, I'm going to do that to just set fire to the walls as a it's a cantrip and an action. So they're aware of the fact that fur is pretty flammable. Yeah. So they don't put the fur close to the fire. Then I'll put it on the floor. You'll put the fire on the floor? Yeah. Okay. Is it within five feet of a torch? No. But I want to set the room on fire. <laughs> Consider that. Uh, wait, if I hit someone with a produce flame, can I double it up as landing on the floor and setting the floor on fire? No. I want to set everything on fire. <laughs> is, is the floor ice or? Yeah, what is the floor? Uh, the floor is also skin. Ew, and there's a rug, but it's just like more skin. There's no rug on the floor. That's perfect. Isn't Isn't human skin more flammable than fur? Let's look up how flammable human skin is for our podcast. I feel like it is. How flammable is human skin? Wow, and then the FBI immediately shows up. I've already looked this up. Human skin is incredibly flammable and can be used as a fuel source. Yeah. Hell yeah. See? Okay, the walls are made out of skin. Yeah, right. They are very flammable. Yeah. I feel like if there's torches, they wouldn't be more than five feet from the floor, right? Uh, the torches are higher than five feet. Why? They're very dramatic. Leo does seem like a very dramatic person. Yeah, I'll buy that. I'm like, look it up. Like, how flammable is human skin? No skins are not flammable. They can last up to 1600 Fahrenheit of heat, which is a high flashpoint to ignite. Skin saves the vital organs of the body from burning, which for which it has to be non-flammable. But if it's cured to use as like a material, it has the same uh, consistency as putting like leather, and it has like a thick layer of oil to avoid it from drying out. It's gross. That's a good point. Wow, I'm calling the FBI on all of you immediately. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, you want to light this place on fire? Yes. How do you want to go about doing that? Uh, well, I just wanted to take a torch and I just wanted to extend the flame five feet upward to set the wall on fire. Okay. Is there a roll involved with control flame? No. None? No. Wild. Okay, so the fire extends up to the wall and it begins to uh, catch fire. And uh, Leon looks over uh, at what's going on. He says, oh, I've never seen that before. That's quite interesting. Well done. Good job. <laughs> Let's see who survives this this uh, this great fire. Okay. <laughs> And for my bonus action, I want to use um, my wild shape to activate my Tawu form, my bow form. Okay. So my body lights up in the shape of Tawu constellation and the joints of my arms. And I can, as I learned last time, I can also attack after activating it. You sure can. So it turns out leather is very fire resistant, unfortunately. Oh, bummer. But we already established that the wall's on fire. <laughs> I'm just doing the lawful neutral thing, okay? I'm sorry, is the wall not on fire? I'm gonna say that the wall the wall is on fire. Great. Because it's magic. We'll just say it's magic. Yeah. It's a magical fire. Yeah, we do what we want. And also, Leon's crazy, and I want to just lean into that. How dare we use Google in our fantasy world yeah. to justify anything? All right, so you fire your Tawu. Yeah, I'm gonna fire Tawu. Who else is there? There's a there's a Goliath. There's a just a man and some sort of bird man. Some sort of bird man. Mm, I feel bad about attacking the halfling though, because they seem like they don't want to be there. Yeah, hit the Goliath. I hit that bitch. You get advantage, and you get advantage. Oh, I do. I do get advantage. Okay, I'll hit the Goliath. I get advantage. Okay. I got. Oh, that's not good. That is better. I got a 
15? Yeah, that hits. All right, how much damage? Why did I use D&D Beyond? 10. 10 damage. You hit this guy for 10 solid, juicy, spicy damage. Yeah, and I also want to move behind my friends. Okay. So also, by the way, uh, you guys are all seeing Glass as he yells out to uh, Eli. They seem competent, but they seem like they might be damaged. Are you talking about our allies or our opponents? That's an excellent point. Uh, knock on. <laughs> so they're 50 feet away, right? Yes. Oh, what a pain in the ass. I think even my javelin is disadvantaged at that range. Can I delay my turn? Uh, I'm going to say no, you can't delay your turn. Lame. But you can ready an action. I sure can. Yeah, like you, you typically like rules as written, you can like hold an action, which allows you not to move. Which is technically delaying your turn. Uh, kind of. Because you can still do a bonus action and then move around and then delay an action. Yeah, but there's nothing for me to do. <laughs> I'm a punchy man. <laughs> okay, well, Condemned is going to move forward 30 feet and he's going to pull out his javelin. So the guy should now be 20 feet away, so he should be in range. Actually, I think the javelin might have a range of 60 feet. I should have looked that up. Anyway, so he's going to throw the javelin and... I think it's 60 at disadvantage. Uh, okay. Well, it doesn't matter. He got a 10. Okay. Uh, so your javelin goes wide and uh, he looks at you and he says, You're making us look bad. Okay. You're, you're the one willingly fighting in a ring run by a bunch of cannibals. Okay. You, you don't get to give me shit about making Goliaths look bad. Okay. Oh, Mr. Intellectual over here. Okay. Oh, it look, it's so intellectual not to fight for a bunch of insane cannibals and giant lion. Or, oh no, not lion. Um, oh, Condemn knows this. It's, uh... Puss. Exactly. It's <laughs> fight for this giant puss puss. <laughs> I forgot about puss So, <laughs> nightmare. Puss puss means cat in Tanaka. Big puss puss. Yeah, because Condemned has no concept of animals outside of what Sukunkana tells him. As a man who is, like, aware enough to know what a lion is, he's fucking baffled. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I guess that's your turn? Yeah, I, I think the trash talk did more damage than the roll, so I'm just gonna leave it there. Yeah. So as the two of you are, uh, talking a bunch of smack, the, uh, hooded figure seems to sneak up on you, and it takes out a short sword and s tries to stab it into your thigh. All right. Ooh, that's a 19 plus math. Uh, that's a hit. Six plus two, so you take eight damage from this guy. Okay, I guess I'll take that. Fuck this guy. Uh, he says, eyes on the fight. And then he ends his turn. Okay, Condemned is going to respond. Is that a short sword in your hand, or are you just happy to... Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. The... <laughs> D&D. Uh, the small halfling who's been uh, getting messed up a little bit by Eli uh, looks and is, is, is rather afraid. They put their uh, left hand on their right wrist and then their hand starts to glow as they put it over uh, their shoulder and touch their back as the wound starts to close. Kill their cleric. <laughs> I don't want to hurt this little dude. <laughs> Kill the healer. <laughs> uh, and that's their turn as they look up at Eli rather afraid and relatively terrified all right uh and then it is everybody's favorite uh the most attention-seeking person in this entire situation oh it's my turn already goliath uh goliath runs up to his uh giant kin and takes his great axe out and swings it to try to chop you in the side yeah that tracks and he, he yells, battle or glory we die today uh <laughs> Uh, he rolls a 12. 
Okay. Uh, Condemned blocks it with his shield and says, You forget the curse of the banished. <laughs> he stares you down and he yells. He doesn't have a retort. He just yells. <laughs> just yells. <laughs> they didn't take away our destinies. They took away our good dice rolls when they tattooed us. <laughs> <laughs> this is basically you guys just like doing like a little like slappy fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is... This is going to be the battle of the whiff kings in the center here. Yeah, you you got like people teleporting, people burning people, like all these attack spells being cast, and they're mm. like, "Hey, you suck! <laughs> no, you suck! <laughs> hey, fuck you! You're ugly! Your ancestors smell like poo!" <laughs> uh, and then the Aracocra knight. He seems to take a specific hatred towards this man who can teleport as he runs his way over there. Uh, Longsword clasped in both hands as he swings at you twice. Uh-oh. Okay, so he got a dirty 20, so he hits you at least once. Fuck. And then the other one uh, goes wide as you as you see it coming. He, he slashes across your shoulder, dealing... Ooh, that's a, that's a good one. Uh, 11 damage. Uh, you sort of like back away a little bit as the other one swings and just misses your head. I can I make a retort? I don't know if that's that, that's sure. Loud. Yeah, he's, okay, he's just cool. attacking. I, he doesn't say anything. He's he's focused. I'm I'm just gonna like kind of dodge that second attack and, and just kind of hold the wound from the the first. Like, I'm surprised I haven't eaten you yet. Uh, Eli, it's your go. Ah, oh, sick. Cool. Uh, I'm going to use glass to slap the, the halfling again. Okay, so glass is going to move up to where you are, so now you are flanking this guy? Uh, yeah. Okay, we're not doing flanking rules, I'm just, that's what you're doing. That's fine. Joke's on you, I don't know what that means. <laughs> he would get advantage if using this optional rule, Yeah. but he's not gonna. That is a 17 to hit? 17 to hit. Uh, no, that doesn't hit. Oh, the halfling, really? Okay. Yeah. All right, uh, well, that was my free attack. I'm just gonna, me, myself, Smack him. Mm-hmm. Let's try and roll again. Let's roll, but that is better. Uh, that'll be a dirty twenty. That is uh, that is a hit. Yeah, get him. Ooh, uh, ten points of damage. All right, ten points of damage. I am going to. Uh, how's the, how's the halfling looking? Uh, really, really fucked up. They look really scared. Cool. And that bird looks pretty hardy and is going to be like a formidable foe. Uh, about half as hardy as the berserker. Cool. Uh, I'm just going to use an action surge, and I'm going to slap the halfling again. Yeah. Might as well. Uh, that is a natural fucking 20. <gasps> yes! Ooh. Yes! I feel bad, though. I wanted to talk to this halfling. <laughs> uh, 10, so 20 points of damage. All right, so uh, as you do this, uh, how dost ye end the life of this halfling? I'm going to uh, spin my little stick around that has this, like, translucent double scimitar that is, like, formed around it and this, like, kind of ghostly apparition. Spin it around. I'm going to run him through to, like, the pommel and just whisper into his ear, I'm sorry, child. And I pull it out and then just look at the bird and have glass appear behind the bird. The halfling looks at you uh, as they fall to the ground a bit uh, behind them. They gasp as uh, blood begins to fill their lungs and they fall to the ground. You can see the blood run into the vent. Eli feels nothing. You know, you could have tried to keep that fun alive. We can heal him later. Can we? (laughs) (laughs) I sure the fuck cannot. (laughs) As you do this, Glass says, uh, that one was too far, Eli. That one was too far. They didn't want to be here. They didn't ask to be here. Look at them. Look at them. They didn't do anything wrong. He is on the brink of death. You know death is not an absolute. Glass grabs onto your collar, and uh, as this has happened once before, 
uh, when the two of you had a specifically aggressive tirade and row and argument, you begin to meld into each other as uh, he and you both start to fade away into this sort of portal between the two of you, and Eli disappears. I have to go have a talk with Dad. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Maris. Well, now I'm going to do <laughs> <laughs> What if I just changed it? Well, I kind of did. It, she started out being very, like, deep, and then I was like, I'm just going to do my voice because even that's too much. Don't worry. It, like, we all evolved a little bit. I love our dirt brigade. Mm-hmm. I think I listened back to the first episode, and I was like, I'm embarrassing. That's how I feel. Right? I was just like, oh, I hate this. Okay, your turn. How far is... The other Goliath, like not my boy. They are intertwined with each other. So they are, uh, at this point, I think they're about 15 feet away from you. They're really close to uh, either punching each other in the face or kissing. I know. I don't really want to break it up, but I I am scared of that other Goliath too. Um, So I'm going to run up behind the other Goliath and I'm going to take out my maul. And I want to hit him just right in, like, right between the shoulder blades. Just to kind of, like, draw his arms back to kind of, like, make him free and open and ready for Connie um, to grab. Oh, Oh, roll an attack. Oh, my God. That's brutal. Thank you. I'm, like I said, so good at D&D. Okay, so that is a 15 plus 7. It hits. So it's going to be 2d6 plus 5, but I also want to use my Divine Smite. Yeah. So 2d6 and 2d8. Yeah, 2d6 plus 5, which is 6 plus 6. I'm not Jesus even kidding. Christ. I'm not kidding. <laughs> nice. Fuck. So that's 12 plus 5, 17. And then 2d8. That's an 8. I'm not kidding. And a 5. 17 plus 13. It's dead to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it had its chance. All right. So you take your maul. You, you bring it down quite precisely on his spine between his shoulder blades. And uh, you can practically feel his shoulder blades crack on the inside of his body. (laughs) As you feel that, you sort of twist your hands on the hilt of your maul and divine energy flows through it and shatters uh, along the inside of his spine. And he doesn't fall, but he stands and he looks shocked as fuck, Connie. (laughs) He's surprised as hell. I feel like that should give him advantage on his next attack. I'm gonna move back a little bit away from him, though, and then I'm gonna turn to whoever is the other bad guy that's, like, closest to me, because I'm like, Connie's got this bitch. There's two people that are on Connie, but you are only in melee with one of them. Oh, yeah, so I'm gonna just kind of square up then with, like, I'm gonna kind of, like, ready myself, like, to get ready for a hit from the little stabby. Okay, so, uh, how far away do you move? Do you, like, move out of melee range? No, because then that'll be an opportunity attack. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm going to stick. Okay. I don't want it. Okay. <laughs> I stick. Okay. I stick. That's your turn? Yep. Okay, Sukunkana. Maris considers moving beyond, but then sees the glowing red line around his reach and is like, eh, nah. Yeah, she's like, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Baldur's Gate 3 shit. Um, has the fire spread at all? Um, I'm keenly aware of the arson I'm trying to commit. Averagely. So it is spreading. Just a little bit. And uh, uh, Leon looks down. He says, Ooh, that's quite a match. Ooh, this is so spicy. Yes, all right. I wasn't sure if this was going to be like a Hunger Game things where like we are Katniss and then we like shoot the bow at the rich people. How's the Goliath looking? Fucked up. Fucked up. Okay. I'm trying to set the room on fire. I'm trying to burn this place down Mm -hmm. and theoretically damage the wall enough that we can get through it, maybe. Okay. So that like, just so you know, my intention, I want to damage the room and set it on fire as much as possible Mm -hmm. to give us an escape opportunity. All right. And so that's my intention. 
And what is your turn going to be? Yeah, I'm getting to it. <laughs> All right. We were on the phone earlier today and she's like, I'm going to try to be nicer to you in D&D. <laughs> I know you both are just difficult with each other. <laughs> like, I mean, if he didn't, if he was, if he let me talk, God, I was about to be like, oh, here's my turn now. And you're like, well, what's your, what's your turn going to be? And I'm like, what, you don't want me to convey my intentions to you? Huh? God. It's like when your parents like ask you to clean your room and you're about to, and then you're like, oh, well, now I'm not going to. <laughs> Fuck you, mom. All right, I'm going to try to spread use control flames again. Okay. Well, because, like, how far away is the torch from me? About 25 feet away. Okay. Uh, in that case, I want to try to throw a produce flame just at the wall to damage the wall further with fire and to spread the fire more. All right. So I'm going to say that you just hit the wall, so roll damage instead. <laughs> Got an eight, baby. All right. Uh, you start another fire on the wall. Uh, like, preferably adjacent to the current fire to feed it. Okay. Leon is like, ooh, such an interesting tactic. Okay, all right. All right, okay. I hate this bitch. Uh, and there's a guy who's standing next to him. Is like, I just think she's trying to burn down the uh, the arena. And he's like, oh, just give it a minute. We'll see what she's got. Maybe there's something else here. Okay, and then she's going to use her bonus action to shoot the Goliath. All right. Uh, got to roll that attack. Roll the attack. Roll the attack. Oh, I got a 11. I don't think that's going to do it. Uh, your arrow slams into his body, but it doesn't seem to phase him at all. All right, in that case, uh, I want to move. I just want to, like, separate myself as much as possible from the other enemies. Yeah, for sure. If possible. You know those, you know the bird and the other one? Yeah. I'm going to put myself so that I'm not in their line of sight. Like, I'm, like, Connie's between me and them. All right. If that makes sense. All right. They're going to have, it's going to be a pretty low DC, but they will have, like, a like a gentle perception check if they're looking for you. Well, no, I mean, just, like, so I'm not in their line of sight, so in case they're mages or they can shoot me. They can't. <laughs> oh, so you want to be behind a friend? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, you can get behind Connie. I just want to be like out of their line of sight just so that they can't hit me with magic or whatever they've got going on. Okay. Uh, Connie, you're toe-to-toe with a Goliath who looks really fucked up. I sure am. And uh, a little weird roguey guy. So the Goliath, he's uh, he's not wearing any armor, right? No. Okay. He's probably some kind of barbarian, I'm assuming. So instead, the the rogue beside me, he's just uh he's just a human, right? Bill Humanman? Yeah, he's Saul human person. And the bird is not beside me by chance. No. He was he was fucking with Eli before Eli disappeared mysteriously into the distance. Okay. Well then condemned is gonna try and gut punch uh Bill Humanman. Yeah. Okay, and that is of course a ten. Okay, that doesn't hit. You punch yourself in the dick again. No. <laughs> Not yet. (laughs) Okay, I guess I'm probably just going to end my turn then, I guess. Uh, You don't bonus action? I mean, there's things I could do, but you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to action surge and regret it later. Okay. And I'm just going to use my action to grab Bill Humanman. Okay. We're going to do a contested thingy bob. Sure. I got a 19. Uh, He got a 21. Fucking... As as you go to uh, gut punch this guy, he sort of like jumps up and blocks your hand with his two hands. And then as you see him in the air a little bit, you try to uh, reach out and grab him. And he twists around and you're unable to get purchase on him. And he lands on the ground again. He says, that's more like it. Okay. Well, then I guess I'll use my bonus action to short rest and call it a day. <laughs> 
second wind? Yeah, second wind. That's the one. Okay. Man, wouldn't that be nice bonus action for a short rest? You I was just, like, whoa. You grab him, lay down, and then take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, like like he's my cat. Yeah. Like I just grab him, and it's like, okay, no, no. It's nap time now, Mr. Muffins. Let's go. <laughs> How much HP did you get back? I got seven hit points. All right. For those playing at home, he got seven hit points. Which is the only thing I accomplished with my turn. That's okay. No, it's not. So as he uh, looks you up and down, he's, he's, oh, all right. Uh, let's try this again. And he pulls out his short sword and he goes to stab you. Human men or the Goliath? Human men. Okay. Okay. He rolls a dirty 20. That's a hit. And a seven damage on you. Well, there goes the second wind. He sees that you're very uh, arms-oriented, so he gets a good slash on the palm of your hand. And uh, then he says, oh, quite uh, quite something else, isn't it? And then he, like, pushes you just a little bit and uh, sort of tries to, like, aggravate you. And, like, it's a little bit weird, but uh, the help action on the other side, I think, should require a, like, wisdom saving throw or something to see if you were distracted or not. Okay... Because part of his part of this thing is that he can use the help action as a bonus action. So I'm like, oh, oh, he's one of those rogues. Mm-hmm. I hate those people. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm gonna give you a wisdom save opportunity. Okay. Yeah. I got a 16. Okay, that's enough. You aren't distracted by him. You are annoyed though. You are annoyed. <laughs> well, how could I possibly be annoyed at Bell Human Men when I have my dice to be annoyed at? <laughs> that's true. Your dice are fucking you over. Mine are amazing. <laughs> I don't think I've hit anything except for my dick in the past two combats. <laughs> well, that's not true. That's not true, but it's it feels true. I am positive that if I looked back, we as a party have done more damage to Condemned than Condemned has done to the enemy. <laughs> oh, uh, so the Goliath uh, takes his uh, great axe and he says, Oh, you just not care about me anymore. And he swings his axe at you again. God, he's just desperate for attention. Mm. And he gets a... Uh, a 17, which is below your AC. Yes, it is. Is he a middle child? <laughs> right. Okay. So I, I block his axe with my shield and I say, I think I've assisted the threat correctly. <laughs> well, then maybe you should hit someone and just prove your worth. <laughs> Take your own advice. No, he got you. <laughs> girls, girls, you're, you're both, both pretty. Funny. Can I go home now? <laughs> Have you seen my character art? I'm gorgeous. All right. So the uh, the beard sprints his way over and sees Sukunkana just a little bit away, trying trying to hide. He takes his spear out as he runs basically directly across and tries to chuck it at Sukunkana. Okay. No. What did what did he roll? Nineteen. I want to use shield. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Fuck yeah, dude. As he throws the spear, you see it coming. You're like, oh shit! You bust out the shield. So she's gonna say, "Gakin akil kan kuslumi," um, which means uh, "wolf gust of wind." Oh shit! That's <gasps> dope. That's pretty wordy for a reaction. But it's cool. It's cool as fuck. Hey, yeah. Fair. Holy shit! It's cool as hell. It would be faster if I like. Here's the thing. It would be faster if I was better at pronunciation mm-hmm. and speaking quickly. But I'm not. Yeah. So as the spear flies in your direction uh you say uh wolf uh gust of wind and the wolf that takes shape over you it sort of uh expands over your body it is the same wolf that the skull is from you all recognize that this is the same shape this looks like the same wolf and the spear is uh basically grabbed by the mouth of this uh apparition and shatters damn straight it is so what you're telling me is 
condemned as a necromancer. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I'm ready. Hell yeah. Let's do it. Hell this yeah. is what I was meant to do. That would be so dope. I want to say that Sukunkana is standing behind the wall, the, behind the Akakin, and like the wind is swirling around her long white hair, and she just looks very villainous right now. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. The gust of wind inflames the fire behind her. Yeah, does it inflame the fire? At least dramatically. At least dramatically? It, it certainly affects the fire. It does not make it bigger, but it looks dope. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's all we want. <laughs> That's the fan art. Because this is new and terrifying to uh, the people you are fighting, the human man, he looks really terrified of you right now. And you are basically like five feet away from this guy. And he looks scared as hell. Hell yeah. Good. He should be. Was that whoever, um, the red guy, the chicken? Was that his turn? Yes. Okay. So then I'm going to use my stone room. Okay. All right. So I use my reaction and he has to make a wisdom DC 13 saving throw. Okay. He rolled a 13 plus math. Yeah. Big surprise. Okay. Okay. This has never worked. I'm so sorry. Flavor wise, what is, what happens? Because we're making audio, we gotta make we gotta see the thing that also doesn't happen, so we know what we're trying to do. Uh, <laughs> can we just skip it? No. Okay. <sighs> so what happens is when the bird ends his turn, Condemned is going to look at him, and the stone rune is engraved upon his chest, and he's going to look at the bird and hold out a hand, and the stone rune is going to glow and project out of his chest in that, you know, magical girl way. He's going to say, stop, do not lay a hand on the girl. And as he does so, the rune is going to also give his voice a sense of authority and of uh, condemnation that uh, is magically enhanced. And then it does nothing because he rolled 13 plus math. He's like, you can't talk to me like that. Yeah, basically. I don't know you. <laughs> you're not my mom. How dare you? You're not my dad. How dare you? Yeah, you're not my fucking dad. You're not a cop or my dad. <laughs> you're not my supervisor. Uh, Maris. I'm going to turn to the Goliath. Uh, and I'm going to be You also alert. have a human man who's right there with you as well. But the Goliath okay. is hurt more and could go down yeah. faster. I said what I said. Let her say what she says. I'm just making sure that you remember. I'm just I'm saying. I'm make- going to turn to the Goliath. <laughs> I'm going to turn to the Goliath. And I'm going to be like, why do you think no one else is a fucking threat? And then I'm going to smack him with my fucking mom. <laughs> um, so that is... Ooh, that's a 16 plus 7. That hits. Cute. 2d6 plus 5. That's a 3. Plus 3 is 6. Plus 5. 11. Where do you hit him? Um, I think this time, like, I, like I like to think that I was just like, hey, and then he like, like, why the fuck do you think I'm not a threat? And then he turns around and then I just smoke him in the chest. Like how, instead of how I hit him in the back and the spine and his like, his like chest popped out. I want to like pop it back in. Oh, gross. <laughs> but this time it's kind of the opposite. So he's like doubled over. Do you want to say gut instead? Sure. Okay. As he turns to look at you, you swing and you hit him in the gut, sort of popping his uh, chest back into place as he, as he doubles over and he throws up a ton of blood. He's not dead though? Nope. Oh my God, what it was with this bitch. <laughs> He's screaming in a Goliath frenzy. He screams Russianly. I think I'm going to put you out of your misery soon. Is it too late? Can I add on my Divine Smite? Nope. You, you just hit and then you can say, I'm going to do a Divine Smite. The real pro gamer move is to hold a smite in your back pocket until you crit. Oh, nah. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, like, kill him. God's no, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Kanye doesn't kill people. That's seven plus... 
three, so ten. Okay, so you say this, and uh, as he throws up a bunch of blood, you do that familiar move of uh, sinking more divine energy into him, and then he throws up uh, more blood, but it's it seems like it's all purified and uh, sort of like a disgusting sort of milky yogurt sort of chunky substance that you have uh, seemingly purified with your divine energy as he falls to the ground and uh, smashes his face directly into this pile of liquids that he has formed on the ground. That's what purify looks like to you? (laughs) It's like you curdled his blood. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. My soup just turned into cottage cheese. (laughs) Do you have anything else you want to do? No, that was gross. (laughs) I think I'm just going to be like, yeah. And then I'm going to turn to human man. Because I feel like, what's he, like, what's Big Bitch going to do? Bye. All right. Sukunkana. Uh, so I got this rogue. Yep. Untouched, by the way. Untouched. Okay. And he's right in front of me. And he looks scared of me. Super scared. Super scared, as he should be. The bird is the one who attacked you, but there is a, uh, the rogue guy next to you. Uh, okay, wait. The rogue is next to me. Yes. Okay. So then he's not next to Sukunkana. Sukunkana is next to you. Is she? I thought I was like a bit behind. How far be- how far behind were you? Because you, you said you wanted to be like behind Connie. I just assumed you wanted yeah, to be Yeah, I like... said I wanted to be out of line of sight, like lined up with Connie. Okay, so I'll say you're like 10 feet away from this guy. 10 feet away from Connie and this guy. All right, I am pretty done with this fight. I want to cast a second level guiding bolt at the uh, rogue to instill more fear into him. Okay, roll your attack. Can I get advantage because he's scared of me? No. I mean, I had to ask. Yeah, that's fair. Totally reasonable question to ask. I got 18. 18? That that hits. Good. Uh, 19 points of damage. Okay. And it's also Guiding Bolt, so... How do you kill this man? Excellent. Fuck yeah. Um, Okay, so Sunkunkana is standing there, and there's, like, wind, like, a little bit of wind left over from... Because this is, like, all in six seconds, right? Uh, So there's wind left over from uh, the Kakin mask, and there's fire dancing around in the room, like, reflecting off of her skin. And she's going to lift up her star map, and she's going to make eye contact with this man. Uh, She just looks at him in the eye, and she says, Suku. And sends over the guiding bolt to light, like just light him up, literally and figuratively, um, with a radiant light that just sucks out all of his life, and then it goes out like a torch, and with it his life. Exactly. As you watch this man fall to his knees, uh, and you extinguish his life like a torch, he falls to the ground and lays motionless. And as soon as that happens, there is a moment that draws all of your attentions. The giant bone and leather and skin door slams open. And at the very middle of this door that you all came through when you were brought here, a small kenku is standing at the base of this door. There's no one else around, so it seems like he must have opened this door himself. He simply says, Leon, what are you doing here? What is happening here? Tell me what is going on exactly. Oh, God, his boss made an unannounced visit. (laughs) The wall's on fire. There's corpses. (laughs) Okay, so you said this is the door that we came through, right? Yes. 
There's a wall between us and the throne. Uh, yes. Okay. There's a uh, a bit of a balcony up top where you can see Leon. Cool. Who's watching this fight? I bet we could smash through that firewall. Just saying. You know what I th- think we could smash through? The Kenku? Yeah. Condemned is gonna throw his javelin at the Kenku. Uh, sure. You go ahead. Uh, roll an attack. He's pretty far away, so you might want to roll with disadvantage. Why do I even bother? Twelve. <laughs> right, let's see if I got a nat one. Yeah. See if I hit. <laughs> no. You know what the second roll was? What? Mm. 19. Uh, oh. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. Just just to spite me. Just to show me what I could have had. <laughs> Javelin th- flies through the air and it falls rather short of him just doing and it's like standing just straight up into uh just impaled into some flesh and he says, "Oh. Nice throw." Awkward sounds. <laughs> so you were saying, "Leon. <laughs> Leon, come down." Come down here right now. And uh, Leon, if you look up at Leon, he has he has a, a severe look of panic and sweat on his face. Can I shoot my arrow at the wall to try to break it, you know, where it's all wounded? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Great. Go ahead. Great. Uh, roll an attack. Oh, I got a 10. Uh, okay. That hits, Against wall? Hits the, hits the wall. It, it sort of fizzles out and doesn't do a whole lot. Oh, come on. I didn't have to roll attack when I threw fire at it. <laughs> Yeah, it's fire. <laughs> and I guess this you're being a little bit more specific, like trying to hit the sweet spot. All right, fine. Whatever. <laughs> so this, this Kenku slowly walks forward and he says, Leon, down here. Now. 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 And uh, here, Le- kitty, kitty. <laughs> here, poos, poos. Leon runs down, uh, followed by his cohorts. And the wall comes down and he runs past you guys. Like, as if you're not even there. And he says, oh. Can I spit at him? I hiss. Okay, you, you spit at him. It lands on his body, but he does. it's like he doesn't notice. He runs up. He says, oh, hi. Uh, 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 chop, chop. Nice to uh, see you. Um, chop, chop. Uh, great to uh, 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 make your acquaintance. I uh, much appreciate you coming by. I was just, uh, uh, you remember how you told me about the, the people with the spark? I was uh, uh, just interested in what they could do. Um, and Leon looks at him and he says, this is not why I gave you this power. This is not what this is for. I don't understand what you're doing because it's pointless and wasteful. And look at this room. It is. It's a gladiator match. Shut up. Why? He uses power word kill and immediately murders uh, Leon. Oh, thank God. Fuck you. Oh, I wanted to kill him. His. It seems like he points at his hand at Leon and Leon's head just seems to like have a a seam open up just between his eyebrows, and a uh, a line of uh, blood seems to go across just above his eyebrows, all the way just above his ears, as the skin and the skull pop open like a Pez dispenser, and his brain just sort of explodes. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of funny though. All right, it, no, what? You make a good argument. You guys are fucked. So, you, you three, there were four of you, I can tell. One of you left. You three. Yes. Don't be short. I will be shorter. Don't do it. So you can kind of mind links and she's like, fuck this guy, right? Talk <laughs> shit in the telepathy ch- zone, okay, guys? Yeah, I go in the group chat and I <laughs> link back. <laughs> and I'm just like, he kind of is short though, isn't he? <laughs> Yeah, I'm kind of like, yeah, y'all, y'all, I'm scared though. Um, he seems really strong. Mm-hmm. We should uh, maybe not fuck with him as much as we want. Yeah, and you hear, you hear in your minds, I am strong. I exit the group chat. <laughs> I exit the group chat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. 
Okay, so... We have a bit of a problem. I don't want to stop you from what you're doing. But I can't really let you go. However, your friend out there, she did something rather magnificent, and I really want to take her with me. So, for now, the three of you get to go. Which friend? He means Fang. Oh. The wolf lady. She's she, uh, quite incredible. You three have you three have what's known as the spark, but she has the flame. So, you three can go back to wherever you came from, uh, but she is going to come with me. And she agreed to this, by the way. Condemned is going to think back to his interactions with the Fang. Really? Yes. She has the flame? Yes. She found it. Condemned is going to think back to his last few fights. Oh, she she's quite amazing. Uh, she has the most incredible anger that you've ever seen in a person. That, ooh, that, that checks out. Yeah, I might have thought that. Oops. <laughs> I am rather impressed, actually. And so, you three... Go back to wherever you came from. And uh, his voice is, is changing and altering to various different voices because, as some of you might know, Kenku have a mimicry trait in which they talk using other people's phrases or noises or whatever. And uh, he says, okay, so I'm going to let you in on a little bit of a secret, okay? You know how everybody, they all, all these people seem to think that you have to eat like an entire arm or a foot or an eye or a brain to gain whatever knowledge it is. It could be as little as an eyelash. But I told them this. I told them that would be more. Because then it would instill fear. And fear creates anger. And anger creates flame. And so, I'll see you again sometime, of course. Don't you worry. We'll see you again. My name is Chop Chop. I don't know. Remember, do you have do you, do you all have names or are you like just wandering useless individuals? My name is Huakuk. It's not. <laughs> don't lie to me. I don't like liars. It's my surname. Leon was a liar. Yeah, and fuck that guy. Um, what are you gonna do with Fang? Oh, I don't know yet, but I'm excited to find out. <laughs> so why don't you want to stop us? I'd like to see you. What your spark grows into, if anything useful, of course. All right. Now we either do your names or I, or, or, or 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 I leave. I want to remember you, but I will either way. I just want to have a a, a name to the face, you know. Condemned. Maris. Sukun. Sukun means sharp. It's a strong name. I like it. I like you a lot, actually. I really like you. You have little bit more. I'm going to like take a step kind of just like I'm just going to move a little bit kind of closer to Sikankana just like uh, 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 uh. Don't move. I'm assuming that the reason you've been burdening down villages is to create more fear and more anger yes? I haven't been doing any of that I simply walk around and find people worth knowing. It's, it's this, this, and he gestures to Leon's uh, dead body. It's like, that was this, this foolish individual's endeavor. You see, he wanted to do something a little bit more brash. He wanted to, to make this an entire cultish religion. Uh, it was not what we were looking for. Not what the point of all this was. So you're done with that now? I, I'm saying, I'm saying too much. I've never been done with it. I'm going to leave. You... All have a great time. Oh, and someone out there, uh, some guy out there, uh, he's got he, he's got your lizards. 
Ah, uh, he's just outside the town. Don't you worry. They're okay. I didn't do anything to them, okay? Okay, this is good talk. I'm gonna go take Fang and we're gonna leave and it's gonna be a good time, okay? So I will, uh, I'll see you later. And then he disappears. Okay, we're gonna rescue Fang just out of spite. Am I right? So right. A, Fang doesn't deserve this, even though, like, you know, they're kind of... But I want to rescue them just to fuck this guy over. Yeah, we're gonna have... But, like, fuck, that guy is... He killed Puss Puss in one hit. Uh, yeah, I want to set the rest of this I, room on I, fire as we leave. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fuck this place. Have you ever seen anything like that? I mean, to be fair, we don't know how strong Puss Puss was. That's true. He's probably a weak bitch. But, like, I've never seen someone just, like, kill a man with a look. Kill stealing bitch. What the fuck? I wanted to kill that fucking yeah. Puss. Also, Fang has a flame? An anger flame? Did I do that? Possibly. Uh, Sukun kind of wants to, like, kind of reach into her bag and kind of, like, hold the little, like, beans in her hand and think about becoming a god. <laughs> we could have become a god to kill this bitch. We could have punched him. We could have burdened him. We could have crushed him with our maul. But apparently there's more than one way to skin a puss puss. <laughs> That's it. That's all I've got. Is that the end of this episode? I, I <laughs> think so. <laughs> My God, because wow. What a way. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> there's more than one way to skin a puss puss. More than one way to skin a puss. Thank you everyone for listening to episode 14 of Tales of Bone and Ice, starring Grimhilda as Sukunkana, Marilyn as Maris Terrasit, Candor as Condemned, Nightmare as Eli, and myself, Brian Sherwood, as the DM. Music and editing done by Chelsea Love, with additional editing done by Brian Sherwood. This was a very fun episode to film, and our boy Nightmare was an absolute blessing to have on, and if you're interested in some more of him, you can find him over on his Twitch channel, which will be linked in the description along with his Twitter. As usual, thank you again, and remember, regularly brushing your hair can help cut down on household shedding, which will alleviate dust buildup in your home. Also, you know, like, great voices, but I'm sure you already know that. Uh, no, I constantly have imposter syndrome, so thank you! <laughs> yeah, no, no, really, really good. Uh, didn't make me feel inadequate at all. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry! Yeah, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> all right, uh, thanks so much, Nightmare. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah. Thank you, Nightmare. Adios. Bye. Have a good one. Bye. I miss him. <laughs>